is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. And as most of you know, Ray and I are taking the week off. But we've got something cool lined up for you this week. We've got an episode I did with our good buddies Monk and Mad from the Pullbox Lair. Just kidding. From the Pullbox Pals. And uh, it was a cool time I had over there just chatting comics, some of our favorite runs of the past, some guilty pleasures. I think uh, that was a fun little bit we did, too. So, uh, yeah, we're going to air that uh, this week on the show for you guys. And uh, we will be back next week with a B.O.Dub. Ray and I will be diving into Pulp by uh, Ed Brubaker. So be sure to, to come back then. And for this week, uh, enjoy this episode I did with our good buddies, the Pullbox Pals. Welcome to another episode of the Pullbox Pals. And as always, I have my best pal, Monk, here with me. Oh, your best yeah, pal. My best pal. Out of every and, pal. Out of every pal. And we also have a special pal with us today. We got Kyle from the Pullbox Lair with us. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing well. Uh, I feel so good after that music, though. I kind of just feel like I'm totally zenned out. And uh, it's, I'm ready to just sip on my coffee and hang and watch you guys talk after that, that little music, man. Like, honestly, it's like for me and doing the podcast, having that intro to me is just like a batter walking up to the plate. Mm. It's just like, you know, got to swing away. Yeah. Just go for it. I That's did, fantastic. I did want to just clarify that the show is the comic book layer. The pull box layer is what I lovingly oh, <laughs> lovingly refer to to us as a group um, <laughs> I didn't catch up, so my show that. is the comic book layer that i do with my good buddy ray <laughs> yeah and uh thank thank you for that cow uh yeah um yeah i also in my head just refer to the four of us as the pull box there <laughs> yeah and then our, our, group, our group chat is called pull box yeah. and i was about to make a reference to the pull box layer which will probably be in the title of this episode so just know uh Love friends and pals of ours who who watch that that's a that's the colloquialism between yeah. all of us yeah and uh but yeah, and also this show is just so full of uh, little mishaps like that. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know all about that. I still but... give you guys tons of credit for going live. I'm I'm nervous just to be here like, oh man, like be careful with the nose. Like don't get fingers too close to it. Don't want the wrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. So you're probably, if you're watching this, you're probably realizing that we're not live right now. We we are recording this uh, a couple weeks in advance, so if we're not talking about comics that are coming out this week like we normally do, that's just because uh, they don't exist yet in our world. Um, <laughs> but they will, and yeah, I'm sure they're that people are enjoying them. They're, com they're coming soon to a comic book shop near you. Um, but yeah, we just kind of wanted to use this as an opportunity to uh, talk with our good pal, Kyle, and uh, get to know him a little bit better and just dive into uh yeah some some good old comic chats okay. everything that for the love of comics that's what um, i'm saying so let, let's get into it um I, i'm gonna ask the first question for you Go ahead. i'm nervous me too uh, it's, so <laughs> this is this is kind of a, a two uh there's two questions to an just answer you know however you feel but it's like what are comics to you and like what is your history with comics like how did you get to this love of comics. You know, when you're a kid, there's something about comic books. And even today, like when, when I knew we were going to kind of be chatting about this, it sounds like a silly answer, but it's still true. Comics are cool. Like mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. They're just freaking cool. Um, but I'm a story guy. I love stories. And, and I think the coolest thing about comics uh, for me is just the world building. You know, we were talking earlier behind stage, mad about using voices when you're reading a story to kids or something and for me yeah. what's cool about comics is uh 
the pictures with the world with the the text like when i'm done reading it like it's a whole reality to me that's different oh, yeah. and uh i think i that's what i love about it most is just that it it's the creativity behind it and the world building and um how i got into oh. it go ahead I was just going to say, just off of that, because we were also talking backstage about reading novels. And when I read like any sort of novel or anything, I don't do anything besides like real life. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't like try to imagine like a dream master world or yes. like an eight billion genies or like even like allowing myself to like just use art instead of like reality, you know, to like paint this. Um, and then it's just like, just looking like people I know and like stuff like that. But like, Mm. again, like you're saying with comics, it has that freedom to be like, you know, just a lot of freedom. I mean, obviously I don't want to be like, you can do anything because there obviously are like (laughs) limitations, but your like abilities is very, um, you have a wider range of, of what you can do. Yeah. And I Mm. think one of the funny, like, uh, test cases for that is like, uh, Sweet Tooth or Paper Girls. Like, they were this whole world to me. And then to watch their show, it kind of feels like this weird sort of, like, what is happening? But having read all the Harry Potters and watched the movies, you're just like, oh, so that's what Harry Potter looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. No, that is that is such a huge difference, too. And you see comic books go to movies, and you see a novel go to a movie. It's like, you already have characters in your head that you've been seeing in the panels and like seeing that drawn emotion on their face. And Mm -hmm. then they pick somebody who looks the part yeah, and like can show that part, but like, it's never, it's never like spot on. And that's, that's something that they don't ever try to do with like comic book movie adaptations is try to incorporate the art from those things. Um, it's maybe like they try to get the vibe or the tone yeah. or like you were saying, like just like making like the characters look like how they're supposed to. But and again, like, how do you even do that? You know, besides like just give them the clothes that they look, that's that's a really hard thing to like to translate that. I wouldn't even know how you would do that outside of like transitions or something. But, you know, I'm not a director. So well, what do I know? <laughs> So Kyle, back back to you. Uh, we'll off, like <laughs> right before your your history. Um, I, I, well, I mean, like just like any little boy. I mean, I liked Marvel characters and DC characters. I didn't really read comics until I was much older. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably like right after I actually graduated high school is when I first there was a comic book shop right next to where I lived when I first moved out to California, and like. At the time, I was literally only in there because, again, I thought comic books were cool. And I was like, dude, I'm bored. I didn't really have a lot of friends just moving out to California. I was like, I'm going to read some comic books. And I was reading stuff like Battle of the Planets and just random, uh, like, comics that I'd pick up. And then uh, it just kind of stayed really low-key. And then I'd say really uh, around the time of um, when the first Deadpool movie came out, I, like, went all in. And I've got all the Deadpool omnibuses now. And so... Kind of like diving back into it started <laughs> awesome. there. And then like I was going to a shop when I, when I moved with my wife to a new city uh, called Big Red's Comics. And I remember being there and I was just reading Marvel at the time and I was talking to the guy and I was like, dude, what should I read next? I'm getting kind of bored with this. And he just looks me in the face. He's like, I don't really read the Marvel and DC stuff. I read indie stuff. And at the time I'm like, indie stuff? Like, I don't know if I could read that. That seems too weird. But he gave me, uh, from Boom, he gave me, Oh, man. Uh, it was a horror book with red in the title, and I can't remember it now. Um, and from some, Boom? Yeah. I'll give it a um, uh, Google. And, and he gave me something is killing the children. Was and, it Red Hood? Oh, nice. No, I guess that wouldn't be it. Red Ranger? No. no. Red Mother? Yes, Red Mother. There we go. And uh, and I just remember reading those. And I was like, dude, comics can do what now? And then that yeah. just really like dove me deep into the world of indie comics. And like literally, I haven't looked back. I mean, I started a show because I love them so much. Um, yeah. I'm on the verge of a divorce because there's no room in my house <laughs> or anything but comics. I'm joking. My wife loves me and she's she's okay with it even, even if she's not. But that's really how it started. I mean, like I haven't been into them as long as a lot of people. So, you know, people like even you guys know a lot more of the Marvel history than I do. But I just love it, and I love the stories, and I love chatting with it. And that's the other really cool thing about comic books is, uh, like, just by design almost, or by what they are, they create a, a community around them. And I love that yeah. about it. Well, they, they, they create conversations. Yeah. And that's, and 
It's just so much too, just in the aspect of like, they're not long. I mean, it takes what, 15 minutes to sit down and read an issue. Yeah. And you just experience so much like storytelling in, you know, 28, 32 pages. And you just have a lot to talk about. And so like, it's really cool that we do have these platforms. You have uh, a comic book layer and we got our show here. And, but the whole point of it, right that time I did. Yeah. Um, But just like every week, you you and Ray get to sit down and chat about comics. Me and Monk sit down and chat about comics. And then you include all the, like I was kind of mentioning a Monk backstage, I think maybe before you're on, but it's just like the conversations I have through Instagram messaging throughout the week with with you guys, with with Ross, uh, with, with Ray, uh, a couple other just people in the community. Um, it just, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, I just mm-hmm. love the conversations. So yeah, even if it's not like in depth, it's nice to just even have somebody pop in. Like if you post about whatever, just have like somebody be like, oh, like just to like, just kind of like game recognizing game, Mm -hmm. even though like we had nothing to do with it. It's just like, oh, I I see that you're liking that comic. I also like that comic. Like it's nice to just have that acknowledgement of like, it's, and that's Mm -hmm. just like a human feeling. I think is just like this. We love when like the things that we loved are acknowledged. As like, yeah, I see why you like you love this thing, and like, just getting to dive into these conversations and just be like, why do you love it? Because I love it. Let's do we do we love it for the same reason? Are you right. gonna show me something that I didn't realize before? You know, like, um, and again, yeah. like that's why I love listening to uh, the comic book layers because you guys do talk about a lot of the same comics that we listen to. And I'm like, oh, it's cool to have your perspective on it. But then I try not to bring it back to my own show. That's hard. And I, I love episodes come out before us. I love uh, Book of the Week, just because like I've I've read so much from the stuff you guys have reviewed on Book of the Week, um, just because of the way you talked about it. And I was like, no, I, I want to read that. Like I read, uh, was it? I, I read Friday, I think. Oh, of you guys, so good. Um, I, uh, crossover. I, th- I believe um, there's there's a few others, but yeah, like, for me, it's kind of been like a cheat sheet. Like, it's just been like, <laughs> I- I'm just going to listen to these guys talk about it because it's like, and then like, it is like, because I'm not going to remember everything or like, it, I, I also am of like the school of thought of like, sometimes when you know stuff going into a comic or any sort of narrative, you're going to enjoy 100%. it more because you don't have to like sit there and be like, what's going to happen to Luke Skywalker? I hope that guy is not related to him. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to go back to something that uh, you were, you know, talking about going into a comic shop for the first time, you know, and like walking in and just being like, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's, right. it is a little overwhelming, but it is like very exciting because you just see like all these things you don't know. And it's very like, rich it seems like the right word for it like there's just like this plethora of like stories and like even just like looking behind me of just like look at all those different images and art styles and colors you know like there's so many different ways to attract you and Mm -hmm. like it's just like it's it's i mean there's no other feeling than like kid in a candy shop right yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I remember the 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 one I first went to when I moved to California was I loved it cuz I'm a massive introvert, believe it or not. That's why I actually like these cuz these conversations are easier for me like over Zoom than in person. I get kind of sheepish. But this one was cool because it was like a huge hobby shop, right? Like a, a hobby store. So they had like RC cars, a bunch of like stuff like like uh like uh, model airplanes, you know, stuff like that. And in the back corner, there was like almost like the size of your your room, Monk. Like it was tiny, but mm. just this little comic shop. And I happened upon it one day and I was like, yeah, let's do this. But it's so funny that you mentioned this because I didn't know anything at the time, but like what drew drew my attention was, I don't know anything about Battle of the Planets, but there was this rad foil cover. And at the time, I wasn't yeah. too aware of anything about foil covers. I was like, dude, I don't know what this is, but it's going to be worth money someday. And I got to <laughs> get it. And so I remember I got that day one. And then the other one I got, I started collecting from that time that they had on the shelf was uh, the Wolverine Origins, the ones where he had like bones coming out instead of the mm-hmm. metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's like literally, I was like, oh, he's got bones coming out. This is new. And then uh, <laughs> let's get a foil cover. Let's make this happen. What are those? <laughs> I, yeah, I, 
I remember when I first started, because I, I used, when I first got into comics, again, that was like overseas. And so access to them was um, kind of hard. But somehow I would find a bunch of digital copies on my computer. Who know how they got there? Um, but so when I got, that was kind of my experience of reading comics was like just getting them every week digitally when they came out. And then it wasn't until like the, around the 2020 pandemic that I was like, I'm going to start going to my comic shop because I wanted to like support a local shop during that time, you know? Um, And they actually were doing great because, you know, a lot of people were home. A lot of people had money. So they're like, I'm going to go to the the board game shop and the comic shop, you know? Um, But yeah, just walking in there and just being like looking at the indie comics for the first time, really. And just being like, I think I can do this now. I think I can like step into these and like, you know, just find a, a issue number one that looks cool and just or like I might have even just like like bought like issue one and two of a comic that was already out because that's a classic thing that I do. But yeah, it was it's just a lot of fun getting into like learning the ropes of comics, which sounds really silly, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, there there are the ins and outs of like what you need to know, like when you need to put in like an order if you want to order something. Like, yeah. What like? Because like one of the things I do is like, I try and submit my like list to my shop two months before release, and then when release when release comes up, I start watching like, you know, what are Kyle and Ray talking about that's coming out? What is uh, uh, Spark Comics? I, I love listening, like watching him and like what he like puts out as like a, a good list of like you should try and get these if they're at your shop this week. And I like watch those things. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to hop on these, but I missed out on a lot. Like I missed out on Monmouth. I missed out on Mosley, two M's. Um, but, you know, I'll watch for those trades or like I can get them digitally. But yeah, like it's just like, it's fun for me to like go into the shop knowing like there's some stuff I still want to get, but I don't know if it's going to be there. And it, but it still gives me that kid in the candy store feeling that we we're talking about. Yeah. I do so. think that the the and I don't want to go down this rabbit trail for too long, but because he brought it up it, it, and it does kind of get under my skin, I really think that the <laughs> modern day kind of I guess it's always been this way, but I do think that the the business model for for single issues is completely broken. Mm. Uh, there something needs to be rethought. Like I, I like getting single issues. Like I only do it digitally now, just because. There's especially doing a podcast, like, and you want to talk about the new releases, misshipments. These comic mm-hmm. book shops can't not possibly order all of these issues in a hopes to yeah. sell them. That's all overhead that they don't know if they're going to sell it. The returns right. are mm-hmm. terrible. Anyway, I don't, we don't need yeah. to go down here, but it does just yeah. bother me. And I wish that someone could figure it out for him because I just think about Frank all the time. You know, he's a good buddy of mine and he's got a shop and I'm like, he just can't how he would love to, but there's no way you can order this many. And then when, you know, you've got people placing pre-orders, but diamonds shipments three days late. And I don't know, man, it's, it's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's definitely difficult. I mean, like, that's why my comic shop can do those like crazy, ridiculous deals that it does is because their backlog builds up so much. Now, thankfully, they're also like I mentioned, like a board game shop. And I would imagine that like, you know. Um, magic and yeah. all those kind of things like that, that subsidates most of it. And yeah. so they can be a little bit more like liberal with the like choices that they make with the comics. But also like you, I think my comic shop is very, this is very evident with them is you have to know your, your customers, like all the comics. I get a lot of like um, medieval, like comics that are kind of more uh, aimed towards like, the board game genre um, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of the customers that come in there, you know? Um, so I don't see a lot of like more, maybe, you know, I, something that would be outside of that because that's, you know, again, the person who runs my shop is, has to understand that like in order to keep this thing going, like we have to do, you know, uh, meet the demands of our customers rather than just get whatever is, you know, looks good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, probably the majority of comic shops in the states, like, yeah, they're not they're not pulling in everything every week because they don't have their shop in a place where like everybody is going to the comic shop. Yeah, right. Like, you know, my my shop. Sorry, I, we can end this rabbit hole after I say <laughs> no, this. No, <laughs> but like, yeah, my my shop told me a couple of weeks ago. It's like, yeah, if you didn't order it, like, the chances of it being here 
like very, very low now. Which is sad because it's probably a rad story where a dude kind of, and I think about this a lot because I think about our show and what's our niche. Like we're two dads, you know, I'm 39. Gosh, it sounds terrible to say I'm one away from 40. I'm old. But like (laughs) these indie things are, are the one, are the things that I want to recommend, but you go to your local shop and it's not going to be there. Yeah. And like the scout stuff, like I don't even, there's probably like one shop around me that carries scout in any meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and again, like it just happens to be one of those things that like my shop just does pull things from scout, you know? And like, I just happen to get lucky with that, that, it's and again like what you're saying there is like it, it is more of a commitment than to kind of dive back into like well now i'm going to go on their website i'm going to look at the trade paperback and like yeah. you're yeah so I definitely see where you're going but to get out of uh this rabbit <laughs> yes, hole please. um something that that we wanted to we decided that we were going to talk about are like we you know if you haven't figured it out so far we both have a comic book podcast and (laughs) we mostly focus on things that are current and kind of coming out like issue number ones and like on like things that are currently coming out um so we never get a chance to like go back and talk about comics that like we've read either prior to the podcast or maybe like adjacent to the podcast or even during our podcast and just you know they didn't come up as like front and center things um one for me, just to just I'll be selfish and just kick this right off, <laughs> um, because you mentioned Deadpool earlier. Uh, I was really big into Deadpool when I first started reading comics as well, because it's just a fun, fun, wacky time. Yeah, um, Deadpool is great. And specifically, I was into the 2014 run. Uh, I don't know if uh, I see if uh, the Brian Posehn, which makes yes. sense because I really enjoy uh, Brian Posehn with the Dead Presidents. Yes, that's so. That's where that that uh, arc starts. But ironically, and it's not ironic at all, but um, funnily enough, it's uh, ish, the volume number three of that run that I really love. And it's up on my wall and it's something that I really enjoy going back to. And uh, I'm trying to find, oh, it's called The Good, uh, let me see, The Good, The Bad, and I think, yeah, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's Captain America, Wolverine, and Deadpool. They're teaming up. They find out that there's... Uh, clones like evil they use um deadpool's dna to make clones of the x-men in north korea and so deadpool wolverine and captain america have to go on this adventure to uh north korea and it's like real i mean it's a deadpool story so it's like real sad but it's also really funny um one thing i remember is that wolverine doesn't have his healing factor during this time and he gets cut and uh uh, Deadpool puts like a Hello Kitty stick uh, bandaid <laughs> on him or something like that. Um, yeah, that's that's just it, that whole like arc and how it's written is that whole run is fantastic because what they do at the end of each um, arc is that they'll tell like a lost tale of Deadpool and it'll like go back in time like before he was even like announced like they'll just go back to the set or before he was even a character they'll just go back to like the 70s and like tell a story from there and then it ties into like the next volume and so it was just like a really fun Deadpool like if you so if you're out there and you're listening and you're into Deadpool get on that uh 2014 run because it's just yeah it starts with the dead president's run which is really silly. And I forget what the second volume is about, but yeah, that third volume is my, one of my personal favorites. So that was one of the ones that was like the, one of the very first omnibus I ever bought was of that run. And I read it all the way through and it's a fantastic jumping on point for Deadpool. It's such a, Mm -hmm. they've done, they did such a great job and it's so funny beginning to end. Uh, The Joe Kelly runs personally my favorite, but okay. Another good one. I, uh, I love the Merc with a mouth. Have you ever read that? Uh, Like, that whole series. Mm-mm. Oh, really? I would, I would very much recommend. This is like Deadpool before he kind of got like mainstream media whitewashed for like he's very crass. It's very inappropriate, um, but it's like a very good story. He gets sent to the Savage Land to, uh, how do you say this? Find a like. There's like this weapon of you know untold proportion that they're like you have. You're the only one that can go in and get this. And he goes in and he discovers that it's his own severed head from a parallel dimension. And so <laughs> the arc is him trying to escape and uh, 
uh, escape to Savage Land and run away from like all these like AIM agents and stuff while he has his own severed head. And it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I feel like I've been talking forever. Kyle, what's what's something what's something that you think uh sits special in your heart? Well, it's kind of funny because I think Mad, you just started reading them too, but the thing that pops into my head right away is uh the TMNT IDW collection. Uh, oh, yeah. When I first started collecting those and just kind of how it reframed the story for me. Like, I know the beginning, like uh, how it tells the origin story of the Turtles of Splinter was so wild to me at first. I was like, what? This is crazy. Like this whole, mm-hmm. like these spirits who have come back from, you know, a long time ago. I don't know how else you would say that. But um, yeah, I just thought they did such a good job. And I've read them all. I've kept up with them. And it's just a such a fun world. And uh, I've never actually read the the original Turtle Run by Eastman and Walt. No, Eastman and Laird. And uh, yeah. I'd love to. But that IDW collection is just a fantastic uh, romp, fun time. It really is. I, and I like I like that you use the word reframing. Like and it did it. It really did do it in just like a fresh way that just made sense. Like you didn't need to question. Oh, so they're just the reincarnated spirits yeah. of, uh, yeah, of Splinter and the Turtles before. Like you know, back in the days of Japan or yeah, and that yeah, that whole first volume. I'm still working my way through the second one because it's my like. Oh, I've read everything I bought last week. I guess I can jump back into the Turtles yeah. and. Um, but yeah, no, I blew through volume one and like absolutely loved it. Um, I, I can't say I can remember in great detail, but my old, when I was a child, my babysitter, uh, he had a, like the Ninja Turtles, like original run and he let me, yeah. And he like, so this is, I was probably like three, four, five years old. And you can't remember it. What the heck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I remember like looking through it because like the movies was, you know, had recently come out. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the show, the cartoon show it had been on for a while. And like I was like into it. And I just remember him being like, this is like where that, that all came from and like showing me the comics. And I was like, this, like, this is really cool. But it's also, if I remember correctly, it's all in black and white. Yeah, so I actually own they they colorized them in in a collected called uh, the works, and I actually have the the six volumes of that. I've just never had the time to actually crack it open, but I'd love to. Yeah. Is that the fun thing when you have like the about being a comic book collector? Is that like I mean it's the same thing as like book collectors, right? Because I also do this with like a bunch of books. Is you just buy them, and it's just like it's just nice to own them. So, like, if you're a new comic book collector out there yeah. and you're starting to, like, f- do these things where you buy trade paperbacks, I'll just say that it, and you don't read them. It's completely normal. So normal. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, well, but it's just, it's, a it's little so bit nice of to like, have it. Yeah, it's a little bit of, like, FOMO or, like, this is never going to be reprinted. I got to buy it now. I got to find it in case I never have an opportunity to get it again. And that's how it yeah. was with the works because they're not printing those again as of right now. Like someone's going to be listening to this in a year and they're like, dude, they've reprinted all of these. What's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's something I, I never really realized about comics until like, because I, 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 that's something I guess you kind of don't realize until you're older and like, you just kind of think things are like infinite, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just always going to be copies of these things. But like mm-hmm. one of my, um, this is also a run that I love to go back to is uh, the sinister. Oh, what is it? Uh, the superior foes of Spider-Man. Um, mm. That was a, oh yeah, that was a Nick Spencer joint. Um, yeah, and I love going back to that. But I had to buy each individual issue because they didn't. I they either did have a trade paperback and it's like stupid expensive, or they just didn't make one. I can't remember, but I ended up having to just buy all all the issues because I'm like, I want to have this arc and this run mm-hmm. because I think it's so great, but like, it's just not memorialized. You know, there's a Punisher story that has the same thing. Like there was this Punisher story that I read probably around two, 2014 as well. Like fantastic art, fantastic story looking for trade paperbacks. And they're like 30, you know, 30, 40 bucks. And I'm just like, Oh, and yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. When I first got into the hobby, I spent way too much money on these omnibuses. Mm. Like, 
They're not even yeah. very convenient to read. Like now, They're I won't. Buy, now I don't buy them. I buy. I'll collect it and trade. Or if there's an oversized hardcover. But man, those omnibuses are just a ridiculous format. But when I'm first getting into it, I'm like, oh, it's the whole run. I don't need to worry about collecting anything else. Everything I, I need to read is right here in one, and that's nice. But yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I've ever actually finished reading through an omnibus. Because well, because it like. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it, but like you said, it's just like they're not the best thing to like hold and read. No, and I'm and, a, and as you know, I like to be laying down, and I yeah. lay down to read. And you yeah. can't really like hold an omnibus up like in like bed. Read the phone book. Yeah, like then your it, like, wrist slips is gonna out break. of your hand. Yeah, it slips out of your hand and like hits you in the nose. Yeah, dude. And it didn't draw any blood, but it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's the it's the shame that hurts more than anything. But uh, uh man, yeah, you have when you when your lady's wa- laughing at you because she yeah. witnessed. Yeah, I <laughs> told you your hobby was dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Mad, you haven't uh, chimed in on this. What's what's uh, something that sits special in your heart? Something that sits special in my heart. Um, besides Monk. Yeah. yeah, and my comic. I know I've I've honestly been like thinking about it since you first mentioned that this is something we're going to be talking <laughs> I'm about. I'm sitting here like trying to scroll through all my things. Like, huh. <laughs> oh, and what app do you use? Do you use uh, CLZ? Yeah, that's why I started using that recently. It's fantastic. That's great. Well, I guess I guess I might have to hop on that CLZ. Um, I don't know. This might be kind of dumb, but uh, actually, I don't think it will be. Um, because you guys have actually talked about it on your podcast. Um, because I think you guys can that doesn't maybe, mean it's not dumb. Let's just be <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. But I can't I can't remember if you both did it or if you or Ray did it just on your own, but the uh Batman New 52 run. Like the yeah. first like I don't know, probably the first like 20 issues are just the Court so of Owls. solid. Yeah, the Court of Owls run. Gosh. Like I loved that just the whole introduction of the Court of Owls. Like, um, what's the talent is kind of mm. like they're they're like, Good. yeah, it's in it's drawn super well. I can't recall who who drew it. Uh, Scott Snyder wrote it. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's just like if you, like for me, it's just like it is something of Scott Snyder's. If you're a fan of his, like that, you probably should have read at this point. Yes, uh, 100% agreed, dude. That was one of my favorite stories I think I've ever read now, and it cemented Batman as, like, one of my favorites. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's not anything wrong with that. Like, I, it's a perfect story to me. So, yeah. you guys remember how we were just talking about trade paperbacks that you own that you've never read? <laughs> That's what you of- got one of those? <laughs> yeah. I even yeah. had it up on my wall. And I took it down because I'm like, this seems like disingenuous. Like, I'm just, it seems like, and I just have it up there, like, to showboat. I'm like, I have the Court of Owls trade paperback, like everyone else who's ever read a Batman comic. But I mean, I definitely want to read it because it seems like, it's just like, I feel like I need to, it needs to be Halloween. I need to be, like, in the mood for it. Uh, Because it's it's just has so much hype built around it for me now that I want to, like, make sure that it kind of lives up to it. It will. I, yeah okay it will it will it'll, it'll get you there man but yeah no like because that that was such a weird time in collecting too because it was there was so much buzz about dc restarting and doing this new 52 but like so much of it just did not land and so like it's it's the new 52 and collect like in the history of dc is like the shortest like volume run for all of their series mm-hmm. but not all of them were bad, because um, yeah, like the all I I was also getting the Detective Comics as well as the Dark Knight, um, and those were all super solid as well. I uh, I read the Aquaman, the first Aquaman arc of the New Fifty Two, just yeah. randomly at one point in time, and I really enjoyed that. I, I was that told was a lot of fun. So speaking of walking into comic shops, um, when I first moved back to the states from Taiwan. Uh, I went to the comic shop as close to my house as I where was, but it again was just it was more of a game shop than a comic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy told me because I was just like, you know, I'm just getting back into it. I don't know what to get into. He's like, oh, they just started the new Fifty Two, and supposedly the one you want to get is Aquaman. Nice. And 
So I have also read the first Aquaman, but I'm also not like a huge Aquaman fan. So I didn't go past like issue five or six, whatever the first arc was. Um, but like another one that's really good from oh, that run. Just, uh, sorry, just Jeff, Jeff Johns wrote that. And uh, oh. Ivan Iris, I guess that was a combined thing. Okay, so I didn't know that. So I would explain why. Jeff Johns is really good. I also read the um, the uh, Justice League New 52. Did you guys read that as well? I did not. Oh, really? I thought it was it was a phenomenal intro to the characters. There's a DC animated movie that's essentially the exact same arc or same story. And that's also a lot of fun. The only thing that I don't enjoy about it is at the end, they pick up like a little kid picks up a Justice League comic book. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, Jeff Johns, we get it. <laughs> you you read Justice League comics when you were a kid. Like you didn't need to do that. But that's that was just my own everything besides that. I think I'd like introduction to like the Justice League. Like I, I think reading that made me understand why Jeff Johns was like had the name that he did because I think mm-hmm. he he did such a f- fantastic job introducing them and like bringing them all together. I, yeah, I thought it was very good. Yeah. Did you read anything, just since we're on the new 52, Kyle, did you read anything else out of the new 52? I own so much, but I have not read it. <laughs> yeah. I also think uh, I read the Suicide Squad from the new 52 as well, the first uh, volume or two. Yeah. I definitely own it for sure. I really yeah, hope my the, wife doesn't listen to this episode. She's going <laughs> to get real mad. What do you mean you haven't read it? It's collecting. It's a collector's it's... item. <laughs> but the uh, the Suicide Squad was uh, pretty good. It was it was definitely like dark. And again, I think it's the Suicide. I haven't read the newest one. I did pick it up recently on uh, Free Comic Book Day. Um, a bunch of it. But I would imagine that it's probably suffered the same thing as Deadpool of just like. Now that you're mainstream, we're not. We're gonna make you like crass, but it's not. It's gonna be like family, fam, family friendly crass instead of what you were before. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that's just kind of. I mean, that's why indie comics exist because they can just kind of be raw and just allow themselves to be whatever it is without kind of having to appeal to that you know, uh, yeah. mom pop shop kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, I, can I can I talk about another one, or were you going to say something? I'll what, go for who it. is you? Who me or uh, Mister Mad? The chocolate. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, no. Go for it. Talk about another one. So the other one, I'm going to see if I can get this right. The other one that I want to talk about is right there. If you're watching the video, it's the Hulk. The end. Have you guys heard of this or read this? Mm-mm. So this is a comic that I first read digitally when I was overseas. And the premise is that um, I forget how it happened, but the world has experienced some sort of nuclear fallout. That was like the the product of like some villain like came up and was like, I'm going to like have all the nukes go off at the same time. Something like that. I forget. It doesn't, it's not really important to the story. What's important to the story is that the only one left is Bruce Banner and like some sort of like video device that's recording him. And I don't, I forget what, like, what the premise is to why that's there, but it essentially just exists to have somebody that he can talk to um, besides the Hulk. But it's this weird battle between like Bruce Banner and the Hulk of just like, hey, there's nothing left. Like we've been just walking this like doomed, desolate planet for thousands of years now. And, you know, what are you why aren't what are you trying to accomplish here hulk and so it's kind of like a dive into like the psychology of like the hulk and why he wants that like self-preservation and stuff and he also fights giant radioactive cockroaches at one point i'm pretty sure they eat him and he regenerates and it's like just this like thing that like just keeps happening to him and he just has to keep outrunning these locusts because he can't fight them all off they just devour him and then he regenerates um but yeah, it's it's very it's a very like heartfelt, sad like um, Kyle. I feel like you really like post apocalyptic stuff. I do. I, yeah. I have like just want to experience that sort of vibes. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. I just want to go into an abandoned building and be able to walk around and be like, "What was in this guy's drawer? What is this guy up to?" <laughs> I mean, you can do that. You'll just probably get arrested. I'll get arrested. Yeah. yeah. No, they're fascinating stories. I do. I do um, like them. 
Sorry, as you were talking about the end, it's on Comixology, so I'm flipping through it, and I really like the panels. Yeah, the, they're like the, very, very classic. Mm-hmm. I would even, I, I would almost even be like wager that it was written by um, David Cross. No, is that the comedian? Um, there's a a very classic. Uh, no, it's not them. So, oh no, who's it by? Oh yeah, Peter David. So Peter David is like a pretty uh, classic Hulk writer from like the mm-hmm. back back in the olden days. I don't know which era, um, but he he also did that uh, Mephisto uh, run or uh, Miestro. Miestro is that the right word? Yeah, not Miestro. Uh, oh my goodness, the Miestro run, uh, and that I really enjoyed. But yeah, I think, I, th- I, th- I think it's Maestro. Maestro. Because it's M M A E, yeah, it's right? whatever the the conductor yeah. thing. Is. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's a one shot. It's a great little story. I bought it in trade paperback because I'm just like I gotta have this story. Hulk it's, the end. Yep, we're just uh, the end. Hulk, I think is yeah. what it is yeah. Hulk the end. Definitely yeah. look into it. I jotted it down. I, you jobbed it hut down. Jobbed it down. Job it a bit of. <laughs> how about uh, how about you, Kyle? With some, you want? Can I some... can I do like two? Is that okay? Because one's kind of a yeah, cheat. Absolutely. I don't want to make us go over time or anything. But no, we're good. And oh, a, you're you're good. And a fascinating sort of way. When I was a kid, another thing that really like impacted me. It wasn't necessarily the comic books, but Spawn, the animated TV show, like opened my mind. Oh, yeah? to this whole world in such a way that it still impacts me today. Like I remember the first time it was on TV, just being like sucked into like this whole other thing that I didn't know about. And uh, just the vibe and the tone and like this anti-hero. And uh, mm. I don't know. It, it just was wild, wild, wild. And uh, so that made a huge yeah. impact on me in, in terms of comics and, and my love of Todd. And uh, I, I believe that, yeah, it is because I rewatched the first episode. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know they're talking to you at the beginning of each episode. It's so wild. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I remember uh, the Super Friends show when I was really young. Um, do, you, do you know, guys, know the Super Friends show? It's yeah, the old, like the yeah. old, old one. Oh yeah, the old, old yeah. one. Because yeah. my my dad and I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this game on this show. But my dad and I would play this game that was essentially like just a matching game. Like you would have to like get tiles and like match characters, and they were all DC characters, but they were kind of all based off of the Super Friends. And so that was like my really first exposure to like not just like Batman and Superman, but like it had the Riddler on there, like the Penguin, um, mm-hmm. uh, Black Manta even, you know? So like all these, not, you know, what would be like kind of like A-list or B-list DC people. But when you're a kid, like if you're not watching like the animated series or whatever, you don't really know about like the 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 villains and the plethora of like history behind all that like solomon grundy was on there as well you know and again those are Mm -hmm. all people that are in the super friend show but like not really accessible if you're not watching these things you know Um, so that that uh, definitely like i i can remember that thing as clear as day i wonder if my parents still have it i'll have to i'll have to ask yeah uh, you're going into spawn. Oh yeah. So that just made a huge impact uh, to this day. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was just something about it just seemed so different. And I just remember being just in awe of it. And I, I just binged it. I think I was staying the night at my buddy's house. Dude fell asleep and he had HBO and it was on. And I literally stayed up all night just alone watching spawn animated, dude. Like I just awesome. couldn't stop. Uh, but then in terms of uh, comic books that are, are special to me, to this day, I would say Invincible, Robert Kirkman. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just a superhero story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you know how I feel about that. And uh, mm-hmm. it does it all. Yeah. It does it really well. And I think that it's probably my favorite superhero story uh, ever. Did you watch the, the animated series for it? Super yeah. fantastic, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait for the, the second season. Uh 
I loved it. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Such a great story. And uh, I, I actually have reread that whole entire series twice just because I love it so much. So, mm-hmm. um, Well, I'm going to read it one more time just so I can be like you. <laughs> it's not really, it wasn't really meant to be a brag. I know it's probably sounded like it, but uh, it's just I love it. And I, can, yep. I just love all the characters. And um, That's another one that uh, I never read. I can't say that I own any of it. I started, I oh no, I I did download it on Comixology, but I never like cracked it open. I watched yeah. like some clips of the show. Um, I will good. say I do think that uh, the best translation of comics, obviously besides like comics, is just animated stuff. Yeah, Because yeah. I think, you know, live action, especially with movies, there's, you can, I feel like you can fit so much more in an animated series than you can in like three movies, you know, like Batman will only ever have like five villains, you know, and it'll only have like three big crusades, you know, or maybe he does, but like, you just don't, you're never going to get to see it, you know, so you'll just hear about it or it'll come out in a, a comic book, which is cool, but you know, it isn't the same thing as the movies or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I also uh, have a huge crush on uh, Eve, so don't tell my wife. <laughs> I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, yeah, yeah no, that, back to that's, you, Mister Med. But yeah, that's I read. Uh, I read Invincible. It was all on Comicsology. I don't know if it still is, but you can get through it on there for sure. I think some uh, of it is because I think Ray was reading it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got one more from the new 52 that like nobody talks about. And this is a DC character I've always really liked, but he like, he just doesn't, he just doesn't hold a torch to any of the other characters, but Jonah Hex. Oh, I've wanted to read that. I've heard great things about it. I've always been very curious about this character. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I mean, if you want, if you want an intro, like, like it's not the best quality movie, but the one where Josh Brolin plays Jonah Hex, mm-hmm. like it's not a bad movie in getting like you know an understanding of that world. But he's just this cowboy with a mangled face, and you know he's like the Clint Eastwood of his world, and it's just it's just a really good like western. But then it's sometimes and it, in this run too, uh, like Booster Gold shows up. Um, Booster Gold's a great character. Another one that I think is like an have unsung you, like DC hero. Have you been reading but, Human Target at all? The Human uh, Target? Oh, okay. No, it's really good. I think you both. I think you would both enjoy it. But anyway, go ahead. I've heard, I mean, yeah. I've heard really good things about this podcast. I listen to they they go on about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I, besides them, uh, I've heard good things about it. So. Definitely. But, I'm, I want to get into Animal Man. I think that's my next DC person that I'm going to try to get into. Yeah, that was recommended to us by uh, Eric, right? Eric, right. From from, from uh, uh, Outer Space Comics. Yep. And uh, that's, a, that's a Lemire run. Yeah, but the, he, somebody wrote Animal Man before him. I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it Jeff Johns? No. Yeah, no. Jeff Johns? Something, something Ross? You guys try to figure it out. I'm going to go to the, uh, oh, Grant yeah. Morrison. Grant, Grant Morrison. Because yeah. yeah. I had it in my Google search. I started typing yeah. in. And, I was, uh, I was close. More Rawson. More Morrison. Yeah. yeah. I, was get, I was getting there. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you credit. You got some points. Yeah. So do you, do you have more you want to say about Jonah Hex? Um, just, I don't know. Like, if you want, like, kind of a an anti-hero like superhero story that's set in just like a Western atmosphere, but is still somehow connected to like the DC universe because like characters do make appearances like Superman even like comes back in time at some point. And like, they're, they're just like really cool cameos and just the, the trouble that Jonah Hex gets into and always finds his way out of, it just never gets old to me. Mm. It's just, it's always just like, there's a shootout going on. <laughs> like, but I definitely, uh, I've always been interested in that. So I, the way you're selling it sounds pretty dang good to me that yeah. I could uh, swing into it and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but I, the reason um, I'm glad you, you brought up that because there's a Western kind of story that I wanted to bring up 
And it's a perfect segue, and I'm celebrating in it right now. But there was this comic that I, one of my, and I've talked about it before on the show, but never really in great length. But there's this comic that I picked up called Join the Future. And it is a comic about um, just, it's not so much post-apocalypse, but it's more of like post-normal society as we know it. Uh, Kind of all societies live inside of these mega cities. And they're just like metropolises that are just like, you know, just gargantuan. And they essentially like just buy up all the farmlands around them and then just... uh, allocate all the resources back into the city so that there's not really any inhabitable land besides just in the city. So the comic is from the perspective of like one of the last remaining towns. And it is very much just like a Western. They're kind of just living off on their own thing. Like they're not like modern people. They've, they've regressed um, like into just being like, you know, very nomadic and living on their own. And then, so the story is just a fight between them and the city of like, we're not, you're not going to take our land from us. And Yeah, it's it's just a, a great fun concept of like just good old good versus evil. Sorry, what what was it called again? Join the future. I can't Join. even remember if I said it. Um, you did. But it's by the yeah. uh, okay. It's by the same guy who wrote. Um, oh, now I can't remember. Mind Magnet. Uh, Matt Kent. No. No. Um, Zach Kaplan. Yep, that's it. Zach Kaplan. Yep. I can't remember the comic that a uh, mind met. I, it's something mind. It's about an app that re rearranges your uh, mind. But um, yeah, okay. join the future was a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, if you're, if you're into Westerns and again, it's not really post apocalyptic, more like post society. That's definitely, definitely one I would check out. But can I ask, yeah. can I ask you, can we do a guilty pleasure round roundabout here? Sure. I'll start. Because I have right. one that I love that's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> okay. I, I literally love Gwenpool. Oh, oh really? nice. I, I love it so much, especially the, the unbelievable. I, the unbelievable is the first the first the first arc of that. The 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 first, you know, four volumes. Run. First round, thank you. Uh yeah. just phenomenal wild storytelling, jumping through panels and you know, traveling from her world into the comic world and uh I love it so much. I had to buy the omnibus of that as well, even though I own all the trades are already and all the <laughs> singles. And I have a bunch of Gwenpool bobbleheads and Funkos. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love Gwenpool. I'm really glad I, I know that about you now. <laughs> I'm going to have to be looking out for Gwenpool stuff for you. I've heard really good things about that because I feel like it's like all the fun stuff of like, just, well, like, you know, what makes, that's a good question for you. What makes Gwenpool Gwenpool? You know, what separates her from Deadpool? Does she have like more of a Spider-Man-esque like personality or yeah, what is? Definitely like it's a de- total blend of the of personality of Deadpool and Spider-Man. But just being with that teenage angst of uh, a girl, but doubled with the fact that she knows she's in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she can literally like towards the end realizes she can get really close to the, the the end of the panel and like pull herself out of the panel. It's just so freaking fun, dude. Like from beginning huh. to end yeah. and just the writing and the art in the first half, she's just the way she's characterized was so much fun. I don't really know how else to describe it. I keep repeating myself. I'm sure I sound really intelligent, but it's one, <laughs> it's one of, it's one of my, my most fun uh, reads. Uh, I love going back to it. It's, it's super cool. And, uh, well, you're making me. You're making me want to cash in on my free month of uh, Marvel Unlimited. If you do, if you do, <laughs> let me know what you think. Uh, don't feel obligated to like it just because it's my guilty pleasure. But uh, it's yeah. it's a it's a wild fun ride, and um, I think she's she's a cool character. Uh, I'll check it out. I I have a guilty pleasure, I guess, in that kind of same vein. But I don't I don't always like I don't collect all of it. I have a few issues, but I really like silk. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah. I have a couple of them um, too. Cause I, I have my most valuable comic I own is her first appearance. And like, oh, that was yeah. from the, that was from the 2014, like when Marvel kind of did their own like new 52 thing around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have probably the first, I think I actually have the complete run. Cause it's I think I only got to now Marvel now is that time that you're yeah. thinking of yeah. yeah um 
But yeah, like, th- I think her first appearance is like in issue four, and that's when she becomes, you know, gets her powers and everything. And uh, I don't know. I've just, so I think just because of that, like, I more of like followed Silk in like from like an outside perspective mm. rather than like eating up everything that gets put out by her. Cause I, like, I'm honestly just overwhelmed by Marvel. <laughs> just aren't we all like, besides Ross? Like, yeah. Um, I just don't know. Like, I want to read it all, but I don't want to read it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you yeah, said that. That's, that's pretty much, that sums it up very much. Um, I think if I was to have a guilty pleasure, and uh, like I don't feel too too ashamed about this, but I really love a good old Sonic comic. Oh, like just yeah. going into that world because like mm. it's just so like it's very like uh, charming and just very like warm and like hey, mm. it's we're all just like kind of knuckleheads, but they're like very serious about like whatever is happening. But then it's just like oh, it's okay, it's resolved. You know, like you don't have to like. And it's it's funny because, you know, uh, Kyle, we talk a lot about like just reading like heavy, dark comics and like we kind of just for some reason just tend to gravitate towards that, even though like mm-hmm. we're like enough, we get it. Yeah. But, like they keep putting out good ones. You got darker than the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Great. It's just black on black art. But um, no, being being able to have like a little clout, uh, uh, palette cleanser of just like a fun little like. Yeah. Oh, this is just a, a cute little story about a little knucklehead running around with other knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Our buddy yeah. Ross is a big fan of the the Sonic as well. Yeah, um, I think I, I, have... I I bet you Ross has these if he's oh. a Sonic fan. But apparently, if you own the Archie comics, like original run of Sonic, like I like so many of those are worth like three hundred bucks a pop. Really? Yeah. Well, um, Ross, it, sign up like, in the comics. Let us know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's graded condition or raw condition, but either way, it speaks one way or the other that there's some good value to those. Yeah. Or Ross condition. Yeah. Wow. Ross. <laughs> Ross condition. Wow. On that I'm, note, I'm curious now. <laughs> I want to. I want to know if Ross has them. So if when Ross listens to this. That's my question for him. <laughs> Do you have yeah, the Archie run of Sonic? <laughs> that's our uh, that's our call to action for the week for all of our <laughs> listeners. Does Ross have this comic? <laughs> Everybody find out. Yeah. Well, hey, let's uh Hey, Kyle, do you want to bring the horse into town? What What's the horse up to this week? I think he's running away from you as fast as he possibly can. <laughs> There's that guy who's always kicking me. <laughs> I should have to be so nice to the horse, but then everyone's all like, Monk loves kicking this horse. I'm like, I might have made a passing reference that one time, but apparently that sticks out. That would be I, I don't terrible know what it is sometimes. Like I said, I listen to your show on the way home from work, so I'm already a little bit slap happy, but sometimes you'll come in with these like one-liners and they just crack me up and like, <laughs> I'm on the phone with Ray the next day and I'm like, did you hear Monk say, let's ride this horse into town or something? And I was like, I was dying. <laughs> well, I do what I can. It's my service back to the universe. And then there was but, uh, one time you said something, you were like, it was mid-sense, and you're like, you said something like, the Lord know, or no, you said, only my comic book guy and the Lord know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing for like 15 minutes. It just caught me. I don't know. It's like these timings. Of, 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 and just something funny about my comic book guy and the Lord. <laughs> it's the like Mike, he's like, he, in the confessional. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He he is your priest. Uh, I just show up every week. I'm like, all right, what do I need? Yep. <laughs> Tell me what what I should get. Oh my goodness, fool. Yeah. Hey man, we appreciate you coming on so much. Thanks um, for having me. Thank you. You know, if if you're listening or watching this and you haven't checked out the uh comic book lair, I almost said the pool box lair again. Uh <laughs> make sure that you do that. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, in a dream world when we all have infinite time, we could start like a monthly podcast called the Pool Box Lair. But yeah, it's just—it's more about timing. I'd love to do it now, but you'd be up till twelve thirty every month. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's not a problem because I'm a hood rat and I stay up late doing <laughs> stupid stuff anyway. <laughs> well, I know, I know, it's been mentioned several times already, but Kyle, where can people find you? You know, it's so funny. I don't do this on my show ever, so uh, I, you, at the comic book layer on Instagram, that's a good <laughs> yeah. start. 
And uh, there's a link tree there, which will take you everywhere else. So, uh, yeah. And also, don't sell your website short because you have a dope website that will definitely yeah. be linked in the description. I love Thank just you. going out there. You can leave a message, uh, like a little voice message. I guess I should do that <laughs> now that I've promoted it. <laughs> maybe, maybe after this, in my tired, delusional state, I'll just go over there and leave some sort of cryptic message. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in backwards. Make sure you change your voice. Yeah. No. So they don't know it's you. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on. We really love the uh, the conversations that you and Ray have. We really love the conversations that you guys have uh, together with us. And uh, yeah, just being out there and, and doing the dang thing. Like, so it's yeah. it's pretty great. It's pretty cool Mark, that we've all become come fast friends here. So uh, we, lo- we love yeah. you guys. We love your show. And uh, we you love know, you too. Just love all around. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, well, I guess, and to close this thing out, I guess I should say, I haven't felt love like these in years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>